Welcome, everyone, to another incredible episode of Doing Business with a Servant's Heart. And this is a, a fellow that uh, is in H7 with me, my sponsor, and he actually is helping doing some unique things with businesses. We talked before the show, and I'm really excited to learn more about what the Harrison's got for businesses. Harrison, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here, Steve. So you mentioned Sales Accelerator and Sales Group. Let's go back in the beginning. What got you into sales? You know, I, I was an undergraduate with an emphasis in marketing, and I really thought I was going to go into consumer products. And when I found out more about it and interviewed with some of those companies, I thought, no, I just like sales. I like the uh, the freedom that sales offers, but also just helping people um, meet needs, satisfy their needs that they have. And, and I think, I, I think good salespeople are wonderful problem solvers. I agree with that. And, and it's doing business with a servant's heart. And that leads to don't sell right. away. we just talked about that earlier. What's your thought about serving, bringing value before you're selling? I think it's so important because quite frankly, in today's day and age, it really is a differentiator, if you will. You know, the idea of somebody genuinely listening to a prospect's needs or a referral partner's needs and striving to meet those needs, putting the other person in front of themselves. And it's uh, it's just uh, amazing on what can happen with when that's done effectively. I love that because we're always selling all day, every day, whether it's business or professional and people lose sight of that. You know, we're selling our wife or husband or family or friends, whatever it may be. What do you think is one of the biggest struggles for people with sales? Um, being consistent. Um, you know, I think of the tortoise and the hare example. Um, you know, everybody wants to be or wants to hire the superstar salesperson. I want a salesperson that is consistent, somebody who is disciplined, somebody who knows what it takes, what, what they have to do on a day-to-day -day basis to meet their goals. And they, uh, they're effective at building a strong pipeline in order to help them to meet their goals. What's the, the, um, the value of a sales manager? Is somebody who can mentor and coach a, uh, a sales leader, somebody who can also uh, set up the right uh, procedures, the right uh, infrastructure, if you will, in terms of being able to help, a, uh, help an organization as well as the salesperson achieve their goals and objectives. And you know, those are things like having the right compensation in plan, uh, plan in place. Um, doing the, the pre-call prep, the debriefing, the strategizing with the salesperson as to what the next call should look like. All of those things are critically important to be able to um, um, uh, affect lasting change. Let's get into uh, the Elevation Sales Group, your company. You said some great, great numbers that I heard before the show. We'll get to that in a minute. What's your goal with your company when you walk into a company to help build their sales? My goal is, um, what I've realized is um, throughout my career, I've always been motivated by the David and Goliath scenarios. Mm -hmm. um, you know, coming from a software or SaaS background, the idea of being able to capture market share or being able to change an industry. 
Um, what I realized is that small to medium-sized companies, owners and CEOs, face those David and Goliath scenarios on a day-to-day -day basis as they compete against organizations that have deeper pockets, can attract more talent. So what I like to give back to these organizations is 35 years of sales and sales management experience, and then being able to laser focus that experience on a sales challenge that an organization has and being able to solve that. Ultimately, what it does is it frees up an owner or CEO to get out of the weeds and focus more strategically on his or her business. I, 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 I've seen it in my clients where they tend to be very stressed out. There's a lot of anxiety. Nobody goes into business to fail. And sales is a good indication of how you're doing, you know, whether your revenues have been flat or unfortunately, or maybe your revenues are declining. So to be able to free up a CEO and to take that burden off of his or her shoulders really just helps them to build the path to true freedom and success. And I like being a part of that. Now, that's a powerful statement, Harrison, because we do know family life gets affected. And so you basically take the sales off their plate, in essence, and you help them with their sales team. I, I do. So I'm not a sexy strategy firm that writes a white <laughs> paper and delivers it and says, if you implement this, you're going to have wonderful success. I actually come on board and do the heavy lifting. So I'm writing the comp plans I'm interviewing oh, wow. the salespeople. I'm writing the sales strategies. If it makes sense for me to implement on the plans that we develop, uh, I'll go ahead and manage the sales team to uh, to actually execute on the plans. Well, that's interesting. So you basically become his sales manager in a sense, but you're a third party company coming in and you don't stay for, I mean, how long would you stay with a company do you have a goals you set and when they hit the goals, they leave? Is that something how it, how it may work? Yeah, very much so. If, if the focus is just fixing the infrastructure of a sales organization, that could be anywhere from three to four months. If it's mm. then fixing the infrastructure, but then executing on the plans that we've developed, then that's typically about a 12-month engagement. And at that point, I'm looking to either promote my replacement or hire my replacement or hand over a fully functional and executing organization back over to an owner or CEO. That's very unique, Harrison. I like that a lot where you're finding your replacement. You're not trying to get there for three or four years. It's not a job for you. It's a consultant. I don't know if that's the right word, but that's what it sounds like to me. Let me build your team. So when you walk away, this sales team has got all the information they need and the skill set they need from what you've taught them. Very much so. What is it onboarding looks like? So I've got XYZ company. I reach out to you and hire you to work with my five sales staff. How's that onboarding look like for me? Yeah, typically what it is, is I start with a, um, a, a deep assessment to find out what's missing within the sales organization. Uh, it also involves meetings, meeting with all of the senior staff, as mm -hmm. well as the sales organization. It involves looking at three years of um, sales projections, sales goals, um, revenue targets, revenues that have been achieved, looking at performance reviews. So really getting a good understanding of what's been going on in sales for the last three years. And then developing a strategy with the owner as to say, what is missing? 
And what should we focus on first to have the biggest impact in the shortest amount of time on revenue? And then implementing those processes. And then from there, building out what's missing and then ultimately executing on those plans if it means managing the sales team. I would assume the strategy is different from company to company that you come on board. It's There's no cookie cutter here. Very much so. Uh, you know, each company has their own um, unique marketplace that they're in. They need their own unique go-to-market strategy, their unique uh, value proposition. And everybody's sales process is going to be different from when a lead comes into the door to when the sale is ultimately closed and implemented or, or product or services delivered. I always wondered, does customer service fall into the privy of, uh, of the sales team or the, the, most of these companies have a separate customer service department? Most companies tend to have like a, uh, you know, I guess the term these days is uh, client success. Yeah. Uh, but, but quite frankly, when I'm hired, the culture of the organization changes. Uh, sales mm. is not something that's done in a back room. All of a sudden, sales becomes very visible and everybody starts to use the same terminology around what stage is a prospect at and what do we need to do to move that prospect forward? And everybody has visibility into their role when they step in to help um, help either close the sale or help manage and, and um, uh, implement the sale. Um, so what I like to say is that with my clients, employees leave happier on Friday than they do, than they come in on Monday. And it's not just because there's the weekend, but I truly believe that people want to be part of something that's larger than themselves. And people like the idea that all of a sudden their company is growing. It's achieving its goals. There's something exciting going on here. And quite frankly, that's contagious. Um, and that that's what really drives people. No, that's great. Is there industries that you work with specifically or you're pretty open? Uh, pretty open. You know, quite okay. frankly, some of the sales challenges tend to be similar across multiple industries. My background tends to be a, a SaaS background, enterprise software applications. And through that, I've touched manufacturing, insurance, legal, compliance. But I've worked in my practice, so I'm starting three years of my practice and worked in industries I've never worked in before. But again, it's that they had that sales challenge that they needed that infrastructure fixed right. and put in place. And a sale is a sale. Whether you're a plumber or a lawyer, you get a sale, you get a sale. I mean, there, there's outside periphery stuff that you do, but really a sale is a sale. And it's pretty across the board what you do with the sales, right? Sure. Yeah. Is there a tech involved? Uh, I'm sure there is. You talk SaaS. Do you help with that with advice for different tech they should be using or software? Yeah, very much so. Uh, so, for example, a CRM system or a customer relationship management system really needs to be in place and, and not just to have one, but to use it. Uh, and it also needs to be configured to match a, uh, a, a client's unique sales mm -hmm. process and have the right terminology that's applicable. But even more important in that sales process is to factor in their client's buying process because so often everybody focuses on what do we need to do to just sell? What's our process? But more importantly, you have to understand a buyer's process and incorporate that into the various sales stages that you have. How much is image involved in your sales training? 
vision vision is is uh is is very important so you, you know i i like to say that i don't provide blanket sales training uh yeah. i personally spend time one-on-one -on -one with the sales reps to coach and mentor uh, because i believe that produces lasting uh behavioral change the other piece that's so important is to understand what motivates somebody you know what drives somebody to meet a goal and then to, to structure compensation plans that uh, reward that, um, you know, very quickly, I had a, a sales rep that consistently was just below their numbers, but would never go above and beyond that. So we structured a, a compensation plan that really aligned the company's goals with this individual's goals and factored in a quarterly bonus as well as an annual bonus. And in my coaching and mentoring, I, I uh, instructed this individual, don't worry about next month. You know, just worry about this month. Close as much business as you can. Next month will, will um, you know, take care of itself. This person exceeded uh, his goals, uh, both on a monthly basis, both on a quarterly basis, and on an annual basis. And it was incredibly exciting to see that yeah. and be part of that because it truly was a win for the company, but also a win for this individual. The great story, Harrison. What did you change in this individual to, to have that's big leaps and bounds? You know, it was really tapping into what motivated them because, you know, quite frankly, this person, uh, the company had hired formal sales training. And in fact, I'm connected with their sales trainer and had a conversation with him and you know, he basically said, I don't think this person's going to make it. And I said, well, fine, you know, that's good information to know. But, you know, I'll, I, I want to work with this individual. And again, providing that recognition, providing that uh, tapping into that this person had some goals that they wanted to achieve and, and the ability to be part of that and, and help the person realize that is really what was driving them. Yeah, that's powerful, Harris. You customized the program to this individual so they could succeed instead of here's how we do it. Here's your goals. Here's your quota. Make it, make it. You don't, which is, I don't want to say anything about the sales trainer, kind of where he was going. They can't hit those goals. You actually adjusted it for this person and they succeeded. Very much so. And, and, and also, you know, tweaking kind of the sales process. Um, you know, I walked into a situation where they would quote on every piece of business. And I said, that's a waste of time. You know, I, I want to accept the fact that we're not going to win every piece of business. And let's only focus on the people that um, are motivated to buy and can buy our service. And the other people, sure, they might buy from us, but it's okay to walk away from them. And that was incredibly freeing for this person because yeah. they realized that a lot of the administrative work that they were doing and sending out proposals was, was truly a waste of time. Well, I know you're the real deal, Harrison, because you said something that really caught my ear was we're not going to close it. Well, I'm paraphrasing, but you're not going to close every sale. Yeah. Too many coaches out there that I've been part of, you know, I do 99% close rate and this, this, and you can get there. How, what do you feel about that? You, you know, you really have to factor in a company's goals and objectives and, and where they want to be in the marketplace. This particular client wanted to be the price leader. So they had certain margins that they wanted to meet. And, you know, quite frankly, uh, not everybody could afford those margins, you know, because we had stiff competition. 
And again, it's okay. Not everybody's going to buy. So don't waste your time with people that aren't going to buy from you. I love that, the wasting time part, because it's so true. And I tell people all the time, you know, you're in America, there's 360 million people, 100 million, couple, whatever. You don't need everybody. And I love that, Terrence, and you nailed it. Let's do a shout out. How can they get reached out to you? Because sales is so important. I mean, it's a lifeblood of the company. What you do is so powerful. How can they find you or reach out to you? You can find me at uh, uh, hrider at salesacceleration.com. Or they can find me at my phone number is 774-232-2904. And again, I am a confessed geek of sales. I like everything about sales. And if you're facing a sales challenge that you just want to talk through, I'm happy to jump on a call and 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 walk through that with you. Can I do something crazy for you? Sure. So I'm going to put out a challenge, audience. I believe so much in sales, doing it right, because it is a lifeblood of a company. The first two people that reach out to Harrison, and he'll let me know, I will send you both a gift via email, via mail, excuse me. I will send you a physical gift, because I do want you to reach out to him, because I've talked to a lot of sales coaches, and you go a different route than everyone I've seen. And that's important to me, because you're really serving. It's, it's so powerful. Um, you're intelligent. You've got many years in sales. You know what the heck you're talking about and doing. But did you read any books that have helped you through your journey? You know, um, in, in terms of running my practice, I would say uh, a book that's really impacted me is the book Traction. Um, it, 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 uh, it's by EOS Worldwide. And the fundamentals of that, I run my practice off of. Um, I run all of my client meetings, sales meetings, in the L10 format because I find it extremely productive. And, um, you know, we've all been in those kind of meetings yeah. where somebody hijacks a meeting and takes it down a rabbit hole. And that's just not the case. It doesn't happen with the L10 format. Well, that's really cool because I've never heard the L10 because it does happen. All, we've all run into it. And that's where now you're wasting time. You're not learning anything and nobody's going to get any sales because what Harrison's brought to the meeting gets lost in all this minutia of, oh, we did do this and that. And I, I like that. L10 traction. So with that being said, with the book, what is one thing that's pretty consistent that people are doing wrong in sales? I think sales tends to be about the organization and not about the clients. Um, again, I think you've got to understand um, what your what your prospects are trying to achieve and then earn the respect, uh, earn the position to be able to make recommendations. And that involves not coming across as a typical salesperson, but as a problem solver, as a as a um, a trusted representative. I like that a lot. I always like to ask this question. I know what the answer is going to be, but I want the audience to hear it. So what do you teach a sale? I'm your salesperson, you're training, mentoring, and I run into somebody that's just not a fit for my company. How do you teach them to handle that? Um, I teach them to pull away from the person, but not completely pull away and you know our service might not be unique or might not be a fit for them but then to then to once you establish that fact then to ask is there any other way that i can help you 
and it might not be in sales. It might, it might be in another area, or it might be in sales. It might be the service that you're offering. You've established that it's not a good fit, but maybe they need um, information on uh, a similar service or a similar company that, again, you can um, unselfishly help that particular prospect. Bruce Servant's heart, you nailed it. I knew you would. Because too many people that I talk to out there and that are out there keep pushing for the sale. Like I said earlier, LinkedIn, I keep getting, hey, you know, why not? Don't you need this? Don't you need it? It's like, well, you didn't get to know me and build a relationship. But two, when I say no is no, that happens in other parts of our life, even in sales. We can, but you, and, and you can, I love asking this. So you could walk away and that's fine. Hey, you're not a fit, Steve Ramona. That's great. But you love that extra step of how can I help you? Does it put the salesperson at ease, the potential prospect, or both? Actually, both, because as, as you know, it's, um, it's incredibly rewarding to give to somebody uh, or to help somebody. And so, you know, maybe the person doesn't buy from you, but the sales representative has earned a, uh, a lot of respect and his or her organization has earned a lot of respect because the sales representative is representing them. Well, we're running out of time here, but what you just said, I love, it's not about the dollars with you. Sales are dollars, but it's not about the dollars. It's about building relationships. Sure. You are the man. Audience, please reach out to him. Please, you'll do discovery calls. Are you open to somebody reaching out and just, hey, finding out about your company? Very much so. Okay. So he opened the door. I opened the door publicly. You're going to learn something. If he's a fit, hire him. If you don't connect with them and don't get the gift, that's okay. Still connect with them. Give them a referral because we're all doing sales and we all need help in sales, especially past COVID. Thank you, Harrison, for being on the show. This has been fabulous. I've learned something. I thought I knew a lot about sales, but I don't. Thanks to you. But I want to uh, leave the audience one more thing. Can you do me a favor? Sure. Can you leave them a piece of advice that you've learned through your journey that could help them in their journey? I would say the piece of advice is to put others first, you know, treat other people like you want to be treated. It sounds simple, but it's incredibly powerful. <laughs>